Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode for Chaotic Idiots, where I, Faith Jacobs, am going to go through and we're just going to talk about something that sort of kind of I was thinking about a little while back. back. So, fun news, uh, cool things Maybe coming in the future for Chaotic Idiots, of course, I've, I might have maybe possibly mentioned that there is a graphic novel novelization series in the works, and I'm so excited um, to bring Tiernanak and Chaotic Idiots and the world of Jacob and Edgar and the Faust family um, back to the page. Uh, you know, we, we worked so hard on Tiernanak and Chaotic Idiots for these last four years, and I think they're an important story, but that's not entirely what we're here to talk about. And I actually can't believe I'm talking about this, but I feel like it needs to sort of be said and clarified. So, Chaotic Idiots and Tiernanak, there, as I've mentioned before, there just seems to be some kind of misunderstanding about my creation of this world. And I really want to clarify what kind of world it is and what kind of world it isn't and why I feel it doesn't fit into the modern fantasy trope. There's a very specific reason why. So first off, Chaotic Idiots is not your modern fantasy story. And what do I mean by that? Well, (laughs) Chaotic Idiots is not, uh... Chaotic Idiots is not Shadow and Bone. Chaotic Idiots is not The Cruel Prince. Chaotic Idiots is not Throne of Glass. Chaotic Idiots is not any of those, and I hate to even say this, quote-unquote steamy fey romance stories. Not even in the side of it that is holy fantasy with Tiernanak, which is a prequel to Chaotic Idiots. It's just not. And I think, I think because of the, I, I think because we're, we, we are in a modern era where fantasy and fae have gone hand in hand with what I am going to call a disgusting side of fiction. I'm not even going to get into the specifics because I don't need to. If you know, you know. And I know that if you've been, if you're in the States... If you've been in a Barnes and Noble, you know the kind of fantasy stories I am referring to. If you've read them, fine, no judgment here. You read what you read and you like what you like. But I would like to clarify that Chaotic Idiots and Tiernanak are not that story. As a matter of fact, when you think of fantasy and fae, and if your first thought is throne of glass 
Or if your first thought is the cool prints, I'm going to use those two novels because those are ones I've heard that are a little out there. Um, those stories borderline on the adult in ways that they shouldn't. But that's what the author chose to write and chose to turn them into, so there you go. They border on very, 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 very adult themes. And they're kind of themes that have pervaded much of what it means to have young adult fantasy fiction. But you see, when I was growing up, when I thought of fantasy and fae, the two things that my mind went to was Narnia or Lord of the Rings. I was forbidden from Harry Potter, and I will not touch Harry Potter to this day. No, thank you. I'm not interested. It's not something that I am interested in reading, and I never will. And I'm not going to go on a long tangent as to why, but there's a million reasons why I'll never read Harry Potter. Um, And uh, including some reasons in the modern day. uh, Why Harry Potter is a franchise I'll never touch, but that's a topic for another time. The whole point being, I had two points of reference for what made fantasy. Not even two, maybe even three. I had the Spiderwick Chronicles, I had the Chronicles of Narnia, and I had Tolkien. I had C.S. Uh, no, not C.S. I had, I had the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. That, to me, is what I think of when I think of fantasy and fae and a mythical land. In this modern era, however, when you think of fantasy and fae and a mythical land, you think of these sexy fae. And I've seen the books, and I know, I've seen the cover art, and I, and I just I look at it and I go... Yeah, no thanks, not for me. And I feel like when I put Kaida Gideots and Tunanog out there in book form, books take a long time and and I've had hit a bit of a, a writer's block with the stories. Um, but I slowly work on them. But when I put them out there and you finally see the art and the imagery that is in my mind, because I will also be doing the art for, you know, the the novelizations of, of these stories. What you're going to see is something very different than what is currently out there in the most prominent fey fantasy fiction. You will not see what you see or read about in all the aforementioned titles that I've mentioned, what you'll see is a story about a family going through turmoil. What you'll see is a coming-of-age story about a boy who is a vampire but has the sweetest personality. 
You won't see Vampire Diaries. You won't see the aforementioned books I've mentioned. And you certainly won't see or read anything that borders on, once again, what I will call the disgusting. Because it's not worth it. You know, it's funny. If you go to our last interview, I talked about using the word intimate when describing two characters and their relationship. And I paused after, I think it was Jack who was talking about um, something, you know, or, or a technique that he um, utilized whenever he was going into more intense scenes. And I, and I said, just so listeners are aware, when I say intimate, I do not mean in an explicit physical sense. When I say intimate, I mean emotionally. You will see emotional intimacy with these characters, particularly with Tiernanak, as, as it's a full cast of adult characters. With the coming-of-age story for Chaotic Idiots, you will see these characters going through what it's like to be a teenager and growing up. And I've been told that sometimes people forget that these characters aren't uh, human because they go through a very human story about love, about loss, about grief, about difficulty. So uh, this little sort of ramble rant thing that I'm kind of doing right now is just to kind of say, I really don't think that Chaotic Idiots and Ternanog really fit into this, this modern fantasy genre because of the kinds of stories that are out there. You've got I love Shadow and Bone. Let me let me tell you, I love Shadow and Bone. I'm even drawing inspiration a little bit from the 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 the, the tone. Not necessarily some of the things that they do in Shadow and Bone, but the tone of Shadow and Bone. I'm really drawing from for a little bit of of things that I'm you know I, I'm writing in this latest uh, project I got going for Tiernanak for Kiyadigidit as a whole. But I could not. I could never, 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 never write something to the same degree. Or I'll do you one better. Game of Thrones. I often like to say that I, I, I would, if I were marketing Chaotic Idiots, not even Chaotic Idiots, but Tiernanak, if, if I'm marketing Tiernanak, I'm going to try to market it to fans who enjoyed something of a more darker and mature subject matter, such as Game of Thrones, Witcher, Shadow and Bone, and uh, and Lord of the Rings. Because it's definitely not as lighthearted as, as Narnia can be at some points, even though Narnia has some more mature moments to it. But if I'm going to market Tiernanog, I'm going to market it like I would be marketing it towards an audience who might like things like Shadow and Bone, like Lord of the Rings, like The Hobbit, like Game of Thrones and Witcher, but tamer. Because there are scenes and there are moments in Game of Thrones and Witcher that even I would just turn my head when, when watching. And I... I watched a lot of things to do, you know, I watched the entirety of those eight seasons of Game of Thrones. There are people who avoid Game of Thrones because it's just too much with the scenes and the things that they, you know, that they are not afraid to, 
to touch upon. I can tell you that every single thing that they touched upon in Game of Thrones will not be present in Tirnanak. It won't be present in Kiyana Gideon's. None of that for darn sure. So, I guess the whole point of bringing this up is there just seems to be a misconception. Maybe, I think, on the kinds of things that Tirnanak is or could be. Um... It's not Carnival Row, although Carnival Row did inspire me. Like, it sparked the idea to write Tiernanak, but other than sparking the idea to write Tiernanak, it didn't, um, I did not pull anything disgustingly mature from uh, any of the shows or aforementioned. There's lots of inspiration there, sure. I like a story that's darker. I like a story that gets more mature as it goes on. But there there are certain morals, limits, and boundaries that I do not cross as a writer. And you will never, 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 never see it um, in any of my stories. You know, particularly here. Because Tiernanak and Kiyotegidiots are about the characters, their relationships. It's a story about going through turmoil and difficulty and facing grief and facing differences and feeling different in the world. And it's about um, discovering and accepting that it's okay to be who you are. And it's about uh, processing pain. And it's about a lot of things, but it's definitely, definitely, definitely does not fit the genre that it, that it has, which is fey fantasy. Because when I learned about modern fey fantasy, I rejected it. I really did. I I rejected um, Throne of Glass. I rejected. Most of the stuff that I look on and I see in the young adult fantasy section for, again, Barnes & Noble, if you're in the States. I don't know what other bookstores would be out there that would carry those titles in your particular region. Um, <clears throat> but I can tell you that even if you just look at the art, <laughs> a quick Google search of chaotic idiots and you'll quickly be able to tell that it's not at least for chaotic idiots it it doesn't fit into the trope and you could sit there and you could argue with me and go but faith wait what about the character of victor and the nightmares they're a pretty flirty lot yeah they're flirty (laughs) and that's all they are they are meant to be evil and vile and wicked and they're meant to be bold and out there and they're the bad guys it's like what about serenia what about all these these you know the sanguine witches you've created well the sanguine witches are the bad guys and they're supposed to make our main heroes uncomfortable as a matter of fact the main heroes are uncomfortable and that's the point of them they're villains they're bad guys they're not supposed to you know, uh, they're supposed to strike uncomfortability into the main cast because, again, they're being flirty, they're being bold, but all they are, you will never, never, never see Victor doing anything 
wildly inappropriate. You know, he he might flirt, you know, with Sirius or something, or or he might, you know, like make a crass, like sarcastic comment towards the main heroes. You might see Serenia do the same thing. And that's because they're bad guys. But when it comes to the heroes, I have a little bit more tact than most modern fantasy writers. And I'm not talking about the good ones out there. There is good fantasy out there. But when it comes to the fantasy fey genre, it is often very, very tactless. And sometimes very disgusting and crude and not tasteful. It's not, the fiction's not tasteful. Shadow and Bone, from what I've read and what I've seen so far, seems to be the exception. I haven't read anything in, in the book or, in the, or seen anything too terrible in the show that has led me to go, ooh, I can't believe that was in there. So far, it's a little gory. <laughs> They're not afraid, you know, to show the things that they show when it comes to the gore sequences. I mean, I think the Darkling, you know, uh, uh, slices, um, like, he's pretty brutal He uh, when, when it comes to his fight sequences and his power set. But I think he's a great villain. Um, the, the point being that... Turnanog and Kigetigetits isn't even that. We have fight scenes. But I can't really think of anything gory that would be in our show. We, we, don't, we just don't have it. And I didn't write the show to be that. I wrote it more probably inspired by Tolkien and Lewis. Because those were my biggest influences growing up was C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, so as far as fantasy went. So, yes, you will see fight sequences, and yes, you'll see characters being playful and being intimate in an emotional sense. But there will never, 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 I promise, never, anything in Kiyadigediets that would ever border on what you see in this modern fantasy fae story era. And uh, because, quite truthfully, I don't, I don't think it's very... There's not much depth to it. And there's, not, there's nothing impactful in these stories that's going to interest me. And if it doesn't interest me, I therefore don't want to follow the trope and write it. As a matter of fact, I want to write something better than it. And my writing may not be the greatest. It, it might not even be everybody's cup of tea. And my art won't be for you either. But for the record, let it be known... That while I like to tout Chaotic Idiots and Tunanok as much mature fiction for older adults in their 20s, because this is not for children, and it never was written for children, and it never will be, even the books are not for kids. Um, it is mature adult fiction in a tactful way. 
in a way that is not disgusting, offensive, and just plain tactless. And maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's a hot take. It probably is. But I do not enjoy fiction. That just doesn't have any purpose. And most modern-day fae fantasy fiction, like the aforementioned ones, according to at least the way I've heard them described, they don't have any purpose. They're just there. They don't serve any creative intelligence. They're just kind of there. And it was written just to be written. I am writing Ternanak and Kiyadig Idiots to create something of impact. Particularly because these characters are neurodivergent. And they're neurodivergent in a way that has been needed for a long, long time. That is the true purpose. Is to open doors. To better representation. Like many of the authors I am seeing in the neurodivergent world. So, in essence, to wrap up this little sort of rantish recording thing that I'm doing... No, Chaotic Idiots and Turnanak do not fit into the chosen genre that they sadly fit into. They're a fantasy, drama, fae story. But it's a fae story in a tactful and clean way. Because it's very possible to write fiction like this without bordering on the disgusting. So, that is that. That is a your mocha is hot faith moment, but it's a true one. And I would like it to be known for the record that Chaotic Idiots and Turnanak will never, 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 never stoop so low as to be a part of a genre um, with tropes and patterns and plot lines and a similar outline to some of the most disgusting pieces of fiction I think I've ever, you know, uh, heard of. It just won't be. It just doesn't fit it. So that is that. Thank you for listening. This has been Faith Jacobs signing off.